Claire Sarah, our audience tonight is composed mostly of preschoolers who can't read. And that's your... Spelled wrong. I thought we could probe your area hmm? of expertise. <laughs> You're listening to Expertise Spelled Wrong, the podcast where the world's most expert experts discuss their areas of expertise expertly. Expert comedy writer Claire Sarah and expert comedy writer Dan O'Sullivan bring their expertise to other unrelated expertises. Good afternoon, good morning, and good evening, people around the world in various time zones. Welcome to Expertise, the informational podcast. I'm your host, Anna Sullivan, and I'm delighted to welcome to the program early childhood literacy expert, Claire Sarah. Welcome to the program. I am just absolutely T-H-R-I-L-L-E-D to be here at this P-O-D-C-A-S-T today. Hang on, hang on, hang on. You're leaving me way behind (laughs) in the dust of your education. What does all that mean, all those letters? Those are what we call letters in a row, and letters in a row make words. Words, all right. So words like we're using now when we speak. That's exactly correct. All right. And those words on a page make writing. That's what writing is. Why do you say it like that with a writing, with a ting at the end, a ting? Well, Dano, look at you. You picked up on this immediately. I can tell that from a young age, you were illiterate. I was illiterate from a young age and still to this day. You are illiterate. So what what does that even mean? So Dano, to say you are illiterate means that you don't know who your father is. (laughs) Uh, I didn't know we were going to be going into that sort of thing. Why, why do you want to bring that up? I know who your mama is. Let me just put this topic to rest for a moment. Um, what did your father look like? Well, he looked a lot like me, but with a beard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you have a beard? I do, yes. <gasps> oh, that man was not your father. It was me all along. <laughs> a lot of mothers, in order to get out of the stigma of having a child out of wedlock, employ the use of mirrors and false hair pieces. Are you telling me I had no father and that the man of the house was just a reflected version of me in a hairpiece? Yeah, or, or or some women got very creative and they would, you know, etch a beard onto the mirror. Every single time I looked in that mirror, I thought I was seeing my father and I was seeing myself. Don't blame your mother. She was just doing her best trying to make you have a sense of comfort that you had a daddy. I don't never want to be illiterate no more. Well, I am so glad to hear that. And I have the tools to help you learn how to read and write. R-E-A-D and R-I-T-E. Stop doing that. It makes my brain hurt. Oh, you know, there are other ways that we employ for child literacy. I am an advocate for fun time reading time. What makes reading time fun time? Bouncing, bright colors, popsicles, rolling, a sweet organism style of reading. I know I don't know who my father is, but I don't know what that word means. Oh, Sweet Borganism is a small, little-known cult that um, was started by a Swedish man whose name was Swede Swedenson, and he started the Borganist style for teaching childhood literacy. Uh, is, is this something worth exploring? <laughs> no, it's absolutely not. Let's move on. Claire, I have to say, the reason I was really excited about having you come on the podcast, I really like the ideas that you present of the children having fun while learning to read. In particular, your candy-based reading systems really seem to have swept much of the educational world by storm. Well, that is the whole philosophy behind our Childhood Literacy Center, which is eat, 
your words. Ooh. So that can be taken literally or figuratively, no doubt. And it teaches children the importance of words, you know, and, and I'm going to say in our day and age, I think we could spend a little more time thinking about what we're saying, how we're saying, how does it taste in your mouth as you're saying mm. these words? That's what I want the children to think about. Is there a bitter aftertaste to what you have just said? Maybe don't say it. Say those sweet words. Are you worried at all about the uh, explosion of childhood obesity somehow being linked to teaching children to read with candy sweets? Well, there is a there's a, a, a saying that we have at our childhood literacy, sweetborganism.com. And that is... Isn't there something about a honeyed tongue? We did try that approach, but apparently there is a botulism toxin in honey that does not react well with children. Uh, speaking of things that don't react well with children, you've received a little bit of criticism, I suppose, for um, teaching some of the early classics of literature to children using your candy-based method. For example, uh, the famous novel of the uh, French court, The Three Musketeers. You've taught entirely without providing the book, but only the candy bar itself. Yes. In our story, there are three musketeer bars. Right, right. Which just sounds delicious and makes me want to read. Although I have tried to read the label of a Three Musketeers bar and found it very uninteresting. Hard going. Yes. And even the word three is a digit. I'm more words focused than math. And musketeers is a long word. It's a big word. Wow. It's, it took uh, me half a candy bar just to get through that word. Well, and that's what we're trying to help the children. They're going to taste those musketeers. Mm. So, and they're going to ingest the values and the morals that Thomas Dumas wrote with such clarity and Wait, passion. excuse me? Yes. You said a dumbass wrote that book? Uh, no, that's the name of the author. It's sweet. It's a sweet name. He's a sweet dumbass that wrote a beautiful book that is above children's heads in the way the words are presented mm. today. But don't you want, wouldn't you want your, how many illegitimate children do you have? Uh, that I know of? <laughs> uh, only three. Three. So wouldn't you want them to have a one for all and all for one oh. and for all kind of togetherness yeah. attitude towards the world? When you say it like that, it does sound thrilling. It sounds exciting. Then there's just that kind of lingering aftertaste of D'Artagnan. That's right. Are you D'Artagnan or are you um, Montpellier or the other one? Um, that's <laughs> Wait, so there were three musketeers. There was D'Artagnan, yes. Montpellier. Yes, and uh, Stella Artois. Stella was, Artois. Yeah. Those, those were the last two. Yeah, I'm more words focused than math. Do you teach any other literature via candy? Or I guess really we should open it up and say, do you teach any other literature via vending machine products? I absolutely do. and Because I feel like if I could read a great work of literature... You know, for two quarters, that's a bargain. Well, and it's funny you should say that because we have this method, which was for children, has been really appealing to a lot of adults. And adults on the go, probably, who just want to... Adults on the go, addicted to sugar, mm -hmm. adults who are, are in their cars for long periods of time. And they had been listening to Audible, but now they're listening to my podcast, edible.com. Clara, I have to say, as a, as a candy buff, I love the convenience and... The novelty factor of the Pez dispenser. Is there a literature equivalent to the Pez? Well, we have been using Pez with such books as 
the old man in the sea. Mm. Because you can dispense short sentences like Hemingway's rat-a-tat style. Just spit them out just, one after another. Just shoot those pez in your mouth. I actually had an Ernest Hemingway uh, dispenser for a little while, and I never thought to load it up with old man in the sea. It was just uh, cinnamon. I have a Charles Dickens Pez dispenser, which I've been told is valuable as a collector's item. I believe that would be so, but then it's sitting on a shelf unused. And if you want to experience, say, Oliver... Twist. With a twist. Now we're moving into our libations. Oh. Um, We have an adult... Drinking and reading. Drinking and reading. Now, this mm-hmm. is not for your uh, your edible subscribers, because clearly you wouldn't be drinking in the car. And it's not for our children. Mm. So we're moving right away from the topic of our podcast, but let's explore it nevertheless. We all do need to branch out. Sure, and children grow up, don't they? They do. And if they're like my father, there's a lot of drinking going on. How do you think he became illiterate? Isn't that interesting? He became illiterate, so he was at one point a reading man. Yes, he was from Pennsylvania. Ah, oh, the city of brotherly reading. Reading Pennsylvania. I believe it's pronounced Reading. Oh. Claire, you mentioned the service that you provide, and honestly, I'm, I'm simply not clear what service you do provide at this point. So you've got uh, readingwiththetwist.com. Yes. You've got uh, Edible. Yes. Is that how you make your living? Is this how you go through life? Those are absolutely, those are sidebar gigs, as the right. kids today would call them. Claire, I was poking through the uh, what the kids call the internet, and mm. I've come across, would you please, for the record, state your full name? Well, I'm not ashamed of my name. My name is Claire Focacia Sierra Trimball. Claire Focacia Sierra Duval. When I look that name up on the internet using um, voice dictation, naturally. Of course. As someone who's unable to type. Yes. I come across the uh, Claire Sierra Candy Company. Sweets and confectioners based in Reading, Pennsylvania. And you feel that this is a conflict? I don't see anything about a college degree. I don't see anything about literacy education capabilities. I don't feel that it's a conflict of interest. I feel like it's an outright scam to bilk the youngest, most vulnerable people in our society of their hard-earned money. Let me just employ an old literature technique in this very moment of this podcast and twist this plot line back around to the antagonist. If we could just rewind this podcast simply 15 seconds ago, did you or did you not employ the use of the correct word, bilk? And are you going to tell me that that's from an illiterate person? Are you going to claim that you truly are not a use of words, man? Because... I am. I admit it. You've tricked me with your loquaciousness. I am a use of words, man. The whole thing was but a clever ruse intending to rope you in. But you've roped me in, and now we're both roped in. And where does that leave us? The expertise, spelled wrong, podcast is free. And, like the Amish, all are welcome. Be sure to sign up for our email announcements at funnypodcast.co and follow us in your favorite podcast app, like the expert podcast listener we know you are. Dano, reading and writing, candy and deliciousness are one of the simple pleasures that two, are also... Two of the simple pleasures, what? I would say. I'm not a math expert. No no. no, no, but I am an expert of words and also a semi-expert of counting. So that was two, definitely Okay, two. so anyway, so my point is that candy, That's reading, one. and That's writing Three now. are two of the great... No, no, three. You're up to three. Great. 
Well, look, I think we've established that I'm more words focused than math. Right. So let me, to sum up, say that children, writing, reading, One, two, three, and sugary treats four. Four are two total. of the great yeah, four. delights right. of our planet and our short time on it. On behalf of myself, that's one. My listeners, that's two. And you and your listeners, that's a total of four now. Thank you. On behalf of everyone, I'd like to thank you for coming on today to teach us a little something about early childhood literacy. Litigency? No, I just couldn't read the word very well, sorry. Right, okay, yeah. I'm more of a numbers man, as you know. (laughs) 